This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time to be taken on a journey on the DJ Mac Travel Show, only on Plains FM. Hello everyone and welcome to today's show. We are going to sort of talk a little bit about what we're going to do at Christmas and New Year. As Labour Weekend is basically upon us at the end of this week and gardening type activities should be done to make sure that we've got Christmas potatoes and carrots and so forth, it's the time for planting. And it's also probably the time to think about maybe what we're going to do for our Christmas and New Year's break or January, February. And that's what I thought we would sort of somewhat pass, um, talk about today. And yeah, so what are we going to do for Christmas? And obviously the situation has changed with travel in New Zealand and maybe we would be travelling to the Pacific Islands, Australia, Asia, maybe to the Northern Hemisphere such as the UK and the United States to see family and friends or just basically do a holiday in those areas. Um, and that's not possible at this stage. Well, it is somewhat possible if you want to or have the time to quarantine yourself for 14 days when returning back to New Zealand. And of course, that does come at an extra cost. The Trans-Tasman bubble is somewhat open at the moment. There has already been a few glitches or, or little mishaps where people then travelled from New Zealand into such places as Sydney and then hopped on other domestic flights and ended in, up in places that they probably should not have been um, and are now in quarantine themselves. Um, I think one or two actually registered to go to Hobart and that was authorised, but some travelled from Sydney to Melbourne, um, which was probably not what the Australian government was wanting people to do. But anyway, that has happened and the bubble is still open in one way. So those people, when they return, will have to quarantine in New Zealand for 14 days. But that's um, part of the travel future, at least for another year. So what are we going to do this coming Christmas and New Year's? Obviously, the 25th of December being Christmas Day is the point where New Zealand basically shuts down until around about the 20th of January. And it's an interesting time to be in New Zealand. And this year is even going to be more interesting with the fact that a large number of travel people from overseas, mainly Asia and Australia, will not be here. Um, and if they do choose to come here, obviously they'll do their their 14-day quarantine. So the travel industry and the market this summer is going to be a possibly a true reflection of how the industry is going to survive for the rest of the year um, and how we're going to be able to, or how we're going to see the travel industry sort of pan itself out. And so what I thought we'd do is we'd have a look at some things that are possibly available for us to do. And so the first thing is let's just touch on North Canterbury and Selwyn um, districts as well. So 
What has happened in the travel industry prior to COVID-19 was it was a big focus on international travel, obviously, and large numbers of people would come into New Zealand. And the the routine, depending on what package or what they were doing, if they were self-drive, they were hiring a camper van, or if they were on a tour package, um, a lot of Asian tour companies were doing bus trips. So you'd fly into Auckland, may go to the Bay of Islands, Coromandel, Rotorua, then back to Auckland, and then fly to Christchurch. Stretch. And then it was on another bus tour down to Omaru, Dunedin, across to Queenstown, then up through Lake Tekapo. Depending on what the tour was, we actually may go up the west coast or they may just simply go straight up into Lake Tekapo back to Christchurch. And then they would fly back to Auckland and basically fly home. What happened also in that period of time is that there's been a lot of marketing and research into other types of uh, travel and what international travellers were, were, were looking for. Um, and a lot of them weren't looking for the Queenstown and that type of bouncing from one tourist spot to another and following a group of people around in a, either in, in buses or in camper vans where you would see the people that were on the same flight. Um, I have experienced this when I came back to New Zealand. We travelled around New Zealand and uh, ended up in Rotorua and doing certain activities to find recognise that recognising people and then you realise that they were on your flight from Los Angeles to Auckland and we ended up in the South Island and the same thing. They were the same faces were being seen because they were somewhat doing the same itinerary and they were you know, doing the same tourist hotspots. So what's happened also in that period of that, that sort of mega time of travel before COVID-19 is that there was also a movement or a, a movement towards more, not just sort of boutique travel, but more um, real New Zealand. And so getting off the beaten path and finding places that were not tourist um, hotspots, but were on the way to a certain destination, or they were just small town New Zealand. And so that's where I come to two websites that are local to us. Um, the easiest way to search for them is type in North Canterbury Tourism, and it'll take you to a website called visithiranui.co.nz. And that has got a lot of activities on it. It's got obviously Hamner Springs in there because that's a major key attraction for Hamner Springs is in the Hiranui area. But if you scroll down into the um, through the website itself, it will bring up adventures and challenges and um, escapes and rewards, which is basically your, your Hamner Springs, and fun for kids, and wine and food. And also it has things such as hidden gems, so things that you may, even as New Zealanders, we may not know about them. And obviously you click on the certain parts and it will bring you up different ideas of what's available in the area. And this website is put together by the Hiranui District Council as such, and it it it's, has been, and they were created to get people um, that were actually travelling around New Zealand on an international basis, but they were more related to keeping off the, the main tourist path. And so it, it's it's there for us to have a look at. And such as, so when you go to food and wine, they will give you a list of organisations like cellar doors that are open. And some of the wineries up in the White Pro Valley there have now reopened. And so they're open for us to, to go and check out. So obviously, if you're into trying different types of foods and, and so forth, um, there's lots of things to do 
and and have a look around and and sort of try something different. And obviously with Labour Weekend coming up now, it's a good opportunity to have a look as well. And it has other options where you can also plan your trip and it goes through and looks at certain things that you can do um, within the area. So the next one is tourism. Is uh, the, the key word is to put in tourism, so Selwyn Tourism, and then that will take you to selwyn.co.nz. And so, again, it brings you a background of things that are basically available within the area and how you can... Um, I'm just bringing up the website for myself here now... Um, of how and what is available and just the types of um, activities that you probably do know about, but maybe it would be interesting for you to, to have a look. They have on their um, front page, they have a video to play and then they have experience Selwyn and it's Selwyn made. So they have also another part of the website will talk about um, artisan stories and find find um, Selwyn Artisan. So that's the like the markets and food places and, and just things that you want to try out. So cafes and restaurants um, and more boutique stuff such as um, olive oils and, and stuff like that if you're interested. Vegetables and farmers markets and just that type of thing if you you know get out and about outside of Christchurch and trying something a little bit different. What to do for Christmas or New Year, and obviously, you know, New Zealand does close down, a lot of activities close down business-wise, closes down until about the 20th of um, January. The Upper North Island is very, very, um, probably a bit more like that than here down in the South Island. We've got Wellington Anniversary Weekend Falls in the middle of January and it's a week later. Auckland Anniversary Weekend goes from Taupo right up to Cape Reinga. So a lot of businesses in the North Island don't really return back to any type of normality until that point. Obviously, they're great places to visit. I have mentioned before, Auckland is a good place to go to at Christmas, New Year, because a large number of Aucklanders have vacated the city and gone to their holiday homes or are travelling around New Zealand. And so it's a good place to go. There's hardly any traffic. Um, most of the restaurants and pubs and bars and most of the activities are open. And so, therefore, it's a, it's a good place to travel to. So what are we going to do? So the next step is search New Zealand. Like I said before, you can type in Selwyn Tourism and that'll bring in bring up activities that are available in the Selwyn or the North Canterbury area. You can also do this in the Wire Wrapper. Type in Wire Wrapper Tourism or Wellington Tourism or basically the Bay of Plenty and it'll bring up a similar website and you'll be able to sort of get off the beaten path of what to do in those areas. And so the next thing is we're going to sort of get the car sorted Um We've got to take into consideration that, you know, we may not be able to travel or have the time to travel overseas if we have to do the 14-day the quarantine. And so a lot of New Zealand is just sort of sitting on our backyard and how are we going to travel? How are we going to do it? Obviously, um, there are a number of things that we can look at. One of them is, yeah, get the car out, um, get it well organised, well serviced and, and go on a bit of a road trip and sort of do a bit of a search out of where we want to travel to that we may not have travelled to before. 
Some of the other things that we can also look at is maybe buying a camper van. Um, I've sort of put down here that, you know, you can, there's a number of options available. You can be self-contained. Now, self-contained is an interesting one. That is basically meaning that you've got your own water supply and you've got your own toiletry system within the caravan. And so if you want to be sort of sorting out your own waste and buckets and, and, and dropping them in a dump station and so forth, then, yeah, that's the way to go because basically you can stop anywhere along the way um, and you're self-contained you've got your own cooking facilities and a lot of caravan these days have improved dramatically in the self-contained marketplace and it depends on your budget as well so at the present point in time you can find um, all sorts of types of caravans on trade me and they vary from a thousand dollars which are relatively very very basic um, and probably be a bit careful there because caravans still require to have a warrant of fitness and still need to be roadworthy so up to anything up to two hundred thousand dollars worth of investment if that's what you want to do um, you've got the classic Kiwi caravans such as Lightweight and Wilderness and Oxford and there's an array of different um, brands out there and they all come in different styles and all different types of ideas of what the time was. Obviously um, size of the caravan and the weight. So sometimes you know a caravan technology has changed dramatically from a caravan that was built 20 years ago obviously and so you get into a situation where the how heavy the caravan is and what sort of vehicle you're going to basically use so obviously a bigger the caravan obviously the bigger the vehicle so you might have a, a standard sedan car which is a two liter which is mostly capable of towing a, a late modeled European UK imported caravan and New Zealand made caravans as well but maybe not so um, comfortable if you get into an older caravan which may be a little bit more heavier. So and that's the next thing is relatively depending on the price of the caravan there are some good bargains to be had but I do know that there has been an increase in purchase of caravans since the um, COVID-19 issues have begun and the lockdowns and, and just basically what people have been choosing to do. A friend of mine has a um, quite a large caravan and every school holidays he packs kids up and he's off and he travels around the, the South Island and he's also travelled up in the North Island as well. But he's got the right vehicle to tow the caravan. It probably could be towed by a two-litre um, car but he's got a four-wheel four drive double cab ute, um, about three-litre diesel I think it is. So so that's um, quite capable of towing in long distance. So there's what you could do as a caravan safari um, and depending on what budget you want to work in. So And there's an array of different types. So you can have a pop-top type canvas um, trailer type unit right up to just about the, you know, literally a shower, toilet and um, all the mod cons that come with that type of arrangement. The next thing is looking at motorhomes, and again, price range depends on the quality and the age, um, and also probably a good idea if you want to is to travel out to um, the airport and or obviously looking on Trade Me, but out to the airport um, to some of the motorhome and rental car companies out there and just see what they've got available for sale and you might be pleasantly surprised. Uh, there's quite a few options available from caravans, Toyota high-ace vans or vans that have been converted and you can also find the fully factory developed uh, or made um, 
caravans and, and so forth. Right, so the next part is sort of trying to find something else. If you don't want to do a drive holiday or you don't want to sort of have a caravan or look at renting a, a camper van or a caravan and, and do that type of thing, the next option is possibly to start looking around at such things as like book a batch or a holiday home. And this again is something that I found quite interesting just to have a, a bit of a quick look around at certain sites. So there are two sites that I've sort of had a look at, which was one is holidayhouses.co.nz and the other one is bookabatch.co.nz. And so I, I looked at two places. Um, one was for, it was around about for the 4th of January through for to around about a week. And, um, and prices range from around about $900 up to $4,500, depending on where you were and what type of property you were looking for. There was um, only four places available for those dates within the Nelson region, and there was up to over 25 available within the West Coast. And so it really depends on how you want to do things, if that's what you're wanting to do, is get out and about, get out of Christchurch and uh, sort of have a, a week away. The places over on the West Coast were relatively very, very nice, and um, from places that were on the on the beach, on the we- on the coast, right up into the native bush areas, and um, yeah, it's it's probably a good time to start hunting around now. Obviously, your premium hotspots around New Zealand, such as like the Coromandel and the Bay of Islands, and maybe the Bay of Plenty and also Napier. A lot of those places have probably gone. But if you start looking at some of the bigger centres, maybe in Wellington um, and maybe Auckland, you can possibly find places that are available. And obviously on the West Coast, sort of off the beaten path and sort of outside of some of the main tourist hotspots, even down the lower South Island and in Bicargill and Dunedin, should be places that just have a bit of a look at. And the prices, again, varied. Some were relatively very, very reasonable, I thought, um, between $500 and $800 and obviously up to 1000 to 4500 And it sort of budgeted out to be around about $150 a day. And so if you put that into context of maybe having three or four people traveling with you, that's quite a reasonable way of uh, accommodation. And obviously, if you're going to do a road trip, then you can sort of plan an itinerary that sort of takes you back around into holiday homes. Obviously, my idea of a holiday home is this. That is the holiday. You're there for five, maybe seven, maybe um, even longer, 10 days. That was probably more ideal. And if you're planning on a road trip, I suggest that um, you sort of utilise the motel and hotel um, places that are based within uh small towns around New Zealand and the north and in the South Island, depending on where you choose to travel. The other one to also look seriously at is the bookings on the ferries. Um, obviously, there's only two um, companies operating, and the prices are relatively the same. They vary in difference of price by about $10. So that's a, another way of looking at it, depending on how you're going to travel. Obviously, a foot passenger, you're, you're sort of paying around about $50 to $70, and obviously, if if you want to take your car across, it's going to be about $150 to $200 per wave. So you just have a look at that. There's another option. The next one is a little bit more out there, I guess, and that is maybe buying a boat and deciding that I'm going to have a bit of a holiday on a boat um, or I'm going to, instead of tow a caravan, I'm going to tow a trailer with a boat on it. And maybe this one requires a little bit more 
um, research. Obviously, research in the caravan market, looking around, looking at YouTube, um, working out what you want to buy and having sort of typing in certain names into YouTube and you'll find out get videos and feedbacks on what people have talked about within caravans so that's New Zealand caravans or UK caravans that have been imported into New Zealand and the same with boats doing the same thing and and boats are a very interesting investment so and also relatively a little bit more dangerous in the event if you don't know what to do what you are doing so buying a boat that you don't know much about launching it into the harbour at uh, Littleton and sort of heading out into the, the great wild Pacific could end up having a few problems if the things are not 100% right. So maybe a little bit more research and a bit of an idea of what you want to do. But boats come in all shapes and sizes and have all types of um, methods or of applications as such. So you have boats that are designed for the sea and for rivers and lakes. Probably a good start is to buy something that is relatively small um, that can be towed off by your existing car if you have a tow bar on the car and sort of travel down to some of the lakes around New Zealand or around in Christ, um, around, you know, uh, Queenstown and Lake Tekapo and some of the Benmore Lake is another great uh, place to investigate or even just sort of having a go out in the Little Run Harbour with something that's a, that you want to try. Obviously uh, bigger boats cost more money and they cost more to maintain and so if you decide to buy something that's not on a trailer and you buy a yacht that requires mooring such as an, and a launch then there are some things that these are other costs that you have to take into indication of what, what to look for. Obviously um, there are boats available for um, such as like booking a batch or a holiday home you can hire or lease a, a, a rent a boat um, and most of this is done in the Marlborough Sounds mainly out of Picton and Nelson um, and a little bit out of Havelock as well so these are places to look at um, and obviously um, if you can get a group of friends together it could be a good option for something different um, and again boats come in different sizes and also different price ranges depending on what to do if you choose to buy a boat that's a launch and you want to have it based here at Littleton in Christchurch you may find that a little bit difficult I have um, looked into some things of that before and there is a two-year waiting list at the moment to have a boat at the marina so that can also change things dramatically as well um, depending on what you want you could end up buying something that's very very um, nice and and great but you might have problems where it might have to be based in the Marlborough Sounds and you might not get the full benefit out of it as well so there's some other options the other one is simply spend Christmas at home and get out and about and visit some of the places in Christchurch that you're not seeing during the normal year you have not been able to find. But I think the biggest thing that we need to concentrate on as New Zealanders and as the country goes forward is that we need to move ourselves out of our homes and, and realise that we're in a lucky position because there is no COVID-19. We are free of the virus in New Zealand um, for our well-being and our mental health. We should get out and about and visit people, go and see people around New Zealand that we haven't seen for a long time, reconnect with people and just not be too worried about some of the things that we may hear on the news and take into account that um, we've got a great country on our doorstep and that it's relatively all to ourselves at the moment and it won't be like that forever and so this is a perfect opportunity for us to get out and about and visit the um, 
the places that we've probably always wanted to but never actually done. And so this coming, well, this coming weekend is Labor Weekend, so we could start it now, um, but we could also be making plans for Christmas, New Year, for January and February of 2021, which doesn't seem that far away at all, considering we're now in mid-October. Okay, everyone, that's today's show. I hope you've enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. If you liked today's show and would like to hear it again, please go to plainsfm.org.nz and download the podcast by searching the DJ Mac Travel Show. If you would like more information and would like to talk to someone, maybe myself, then please call us on 0800 196633 and that's at Identity Tours here in Christchurch. Thank you and have a good week.